Everyone doing all right today? All right. Okay. I want to make sure I was in the right place, doing the right things. And uh, it took me kind of a second to get things set up. So I, I brought some items here. So, you know, let me set these here. Uh, yeah, I hope this doesn't set a bad tone uh, when the speaker steps up and brings an outback sack. Uh, yeah, you're thinking, well, he brought his lunch. What about mine? Oh, we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> but no, it's, it'll, it'll become apparent in a bit. Um, I want to share with you today uh, from the book of Exodus. And um, as we do that, in, in a moment, I'd like to read from Exodus chapter 13. Now, in the interest of transparency and just confessing, um, a few weeks ago, uh, my, I was talking to our Sunday school class and told them, you know, I've got to leave early. Uh, I've been invited to preach at another church across town. And then someone asked me, you know, what's the name of the church? And it was one of those deer in the headlight moments. I could remember where it's located I can remember what the outside of the building looked like. I can remember what the inside of the building looked like. But I could not remember the name of the church. So if I, don't, if I forget that I'm at First Baptist Mendale, please forgive me. <laughs> but here is the ironic part, other than the humorous inability to remember. The topic of the message was remember. And that's what I want us to do today. Is we're, we're going to engage in, in, a, in a time of remembrance. So, well, let me set the, the context for, for this passage. Then I want to read a, a couple of verses from, from Exodus chapter 13. The context for this passage is a celebration of redemption. God had miraculously worked in and through Moses to deliver his people from Egyptian bondage. They had just seen the, the work of the Lord unfold in the ten plagues. Uh, they had gotten to the point to where the Israelites uh, just basically said, Get, take what you want and go. So they had gathered together uh, uh, all of the, their items and what they could carry with them, and they had started their journey into the desert. And then Moses delivers the word of the Lord to them. So in Exodus chapter 13, verse 3, I want to focus on Moses' word to the Israelites. Moses said to the people, Remember this day which you came out from Egypt, from the place where you were enslaved, for the Lord brought you out, of, out with his mighty hand, and no bread made with you may be eaten. On this day in the month of Aviv, you are going out. This was a time when the Israelites were in process. They were in transition. They were moving from slavery 
to freedom. They were in the process of learning what it would be like to follow the Lord. And yet, the word from God is remember. Now, what makes this passage so unique is that there are a dozen times that the word remember is mentioned before Exodus 3 in the Old Testament. The vast majority of those instances, God is the subject. God is the one doing the remembering. This is the first instance in which God instructs his people to remember. Quite unique. Not long afterward, he's going to give them more specific instructions about remembering. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So Moses began this speech. He called them to remembrance. But I want you to know something, that when God is said to remember in the Old Testament, it's not as though he had forgotten anything or needed to be reminded. In fact, there's more to remembering than what we would imagine. Uh, you and I think of remembering as a mental process. Uh, we, we, we just remember things. Sometimes we have, you know, people or objects that would remind us, but we simply remember. Yet in the Old Testament, memory is more than the simple act of recalling something that we've learned or experienced. In fact, the idea of remembering means that we have learned something or have experienced something. It also means that we will act in accord with what we have learned or experienced. So memory is more than just recalling past events. Memory is a call to action. In each of the cases where God is said to remember, he remembers his covenant. He remembers the relationship he has with his people. And he remembers the actions that he will take for his people. But also memory is a warning. A simple warning against forgetting. It's our individual memories and our collective memory that is the basis for reflection on God's faithfulness. The hope that he's given to us. And it is the basis for our gratitude. We remember the Lord. We remember who he is. We remember what he has done for us. And we respond in faithful obedience. In the context of gratitude. Thankfulness to the Lord. So when God is said to remember in the Old Testament, he hasn't forgotten anything. He doesn't need to be reminded. He is reminding us that he has acted on our behalf and will continue to do so. You know, 
when we think about the concept of memory and our own individual recollections, we're reminded that our memories weave together our past, our present, as well as our future. We remembered yesterday, today, and look forward to the memories of tomorrow. Especially on occasions such as this, when we gather together to celebrate our redemption, to celebrate God, to celebrate our growth, our experience with him. You know, we are remembering when. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this on a number of different occasions, um, and I'll, I'll mention it again, and it's always a reminder for me. Um, as I began life as a new Christian sometime back, uh, not as far back as, as, as you would think, uh, I became a believer in my early 30s. And I became a believer partly in result of the influence of one person. Uh, this person was a friend of my father's. They grew up together in the same little neighborhood. And when I went to work in the carpet mill, uh, he was my supervisor. A few years later, we experienced a role reversal. I became his supervisor. Talk about a tenuous relationship. That's, well, we'll save those memories until later. But he had given his life to Christ early on, experienced a call to ministry, but somewhere along the way had um, left that behind. Only recently had he remembered God, remembered God's plan for him. And he began to talk about it at work. And he began to talk about it with me. And through the process, I became a believer, and I experienced a call to ministry. And I told him one day, I said, Buck, um, I think God is calling me to preach. He said, that's good. That's good. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'll do everything I can to help you. A few months later, I told him, he said, Buck, um, I know God has called me to preach, but he's also called me to prepare for this ministry. I'm going to resign my job and go to school. He looked me square in the face and said, Son, I don't care where you go. I don't care what you do. Never forget where you came from. That has stayed with me for the last 30 years. It's a constant reminder but it was only later that I discovered uh, his advice carried more weight than just friend-to-friend advice. His, his advice is reflected in what Moses is saying to the Israelites. God is telling them, don't forget where you came from. 
Don't forget what life was like. Don't forget what I've done for you. Don't forget how far you've come. Don't forget how much further we need to go. Keep that in mind. Because that knits the past and the present together with a hope for the future. So Moses went on to tell the Israelites, said, When the Lord brings you out of the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give you in a land flowing with milk and honey, then you will keep this ceremony. This will become a time of remembrance. In fact, remembrance is so prominent in the Old Testament that the Israelites set up a day of remembrance. They set up certain memorials to help them to recall and celebrate God and his mighty works. I want to share with you some of my memories today. That's the reason for the bag. I have a few items in here. Granted, at first glance, they're ordinary household items. You may have some around your house. But I do want to share a few with you. And uh, the first one is this. I don't know where I can say that. Y'all recognize this? Little Gideon New Testament. I mean, at, at some point in our lives, uh, we probably received one or two of these, correct? And after a period of time, they tend to get put on the shelf or in other places and forgotten about, right? Uh, this one is a bit worn. It's been taped. But this one is special because it was given to a young man in the 1950s. A young man entering into military service. He carried this with him throughout his time in Korea. Brought it home. Set it aside. And forgot about it. Yet, while he carried this in Korea, it was a constant source of comfort. Of reassurance. No, this young man was not a believer. But nonetheless, there was comfort and assurance in the Word of God. That's one thing you and I need to remember that the Word of God brings comfort, assurance for the saved and unsaved alike. 40 years later, or 40 some odd years later, this young man now, much older, gave his life to Christ. I suspect the comfort and assurance he gained from this was remembered. He gave his life to Christ not long before he passed. But he got to see his son 
come to know the Lord and enter into ministry. That man was my father. The word of God, folks. Timeless, true, worthy of celebration, worthy of gratitude. Something as simple as this is a moment in time, a memory. But it's also a call to action. Seek the Lord. To echo the sentiments of the author of the book of Hebrews, today is the day, folks. Today is the only day we have. Seek the Lord. Remember him. Celebrate him in gratitude. A couple of other things I have for you here. And, you know, these are not all that Remarkable in and of themselves. But something that we need to recount. Simple rocks. I mean, they're everywhere, right? They're all around us. And they're very similar to these. But here's the thing. These come from a special place almost halfway around the world from a valley by the name of Elah. Now, some of you may recall the significance of this valley. This is the valley where David faced Goliath. This is the valley where David may have picked up stones very similar to this and slew Goliath. It's a call to remember, but it's also a call to action. It's a call to realize that no matter what we face in this life, no matter how high we are on the mountain or how low we are in the valley, particularly in the times we're in the valley, then when we're facing adversity, we are to remember that the battle is the Lord's. David knew that. We know that. The battle is the Lord's. The victory is the Lord's. And you and I, along with David and countless others, will share in that victory. A simple stone calling us to remember. Remember the struggles that David had. Remember the struggles that we face. Remember that this is God's fight. The victory is his, and we will share in it. Folks, that is, that is an opportunity to express our gratitude to God. To renew once again our faithfulness to him. So very simple things serve as reminders. In fact, uh, along the same line, uh, we have a constant reminder that uh, not only are we celebrating our redemption, but we're also 
celebrating the victory. See the cross? That is our point of redemption, the sacrifice of Christ. But much like the rocks, that cross reminds us of something else too. That the life we live, the adversity we face, the struggles that we have, these are God's struggles. It is his battle. The victory has been won. We're just waiting to be called to the table and celebrate that victory. I tell you what, when that day comes, I don't think there's going to be a shortage of volunteers to offer the Thanksgiving prayer over that meal. (laughs) Yes, a joyous time, a time of celebration, a time of remembrance. You know, there's there's other things that we could look at as well. I, I have a whole sack full of memories here. Things like this, a gift from a friend, a person that I met in seminary. Uh, when we first met, he was a groundskeeper. Uh, a few months later, he was uh, a student. Uh, not long after that, we were working together at the local homeless shelter, uh, which he had uh, spent a considerable amount of time in as a resident. But he came to me one day after... Uh, we had been prayer partners for, for a bit. He said, if I give you something, will you put it in your office and, and remember me? And I said, sure, Mel, I'll do that. And he pulled this out. I mean, you could probably pick them up anywhere in gift shops, any place, but this is something given to me by a friend with a specific request. Will you not forget me? In fact, when Teresa and I go back to New Orleans, we take time to try to look him up. He's he's a busy man now. He's went from homelessness, drug addiction, to managing a homeless shelter. God has turned his life around and called him to service. And he has prospered in that service. Another cause for celebration. Another simple reminder of what God can do. And one final item. Um, This little item here, uh, that kind of looks like a rock, doesn't it? But uh, actually, this is an oil lamp. Uh, It doesn't look like much. It has a Christian symbol on it. You know, not something we'd pick up in a gift shop or anywhere. Not that we could get one. This one happens to be about 1,200, 1,400 years old. It's been around for a while. Still see the stains of the carbon on it from use. It's a reminder a way of remembering the faithfulness of God's people. See, that's what 
we're to remember. We're to remember from where we came from. We're to remember way back when. God calls us to remember where we're at right now. To remember what we've experienced, what we've learned. To remember how we felt, how it impacted our lives. You see, that's how we build community. So the process of recalling the past, especially the presence and activity of God in, history, in the history of his people is a call to remember. And a call to remember is a call to action. It's a call to gratitude, remembering God's word. That's the basis for our gratitude. That's the basis for our praise, our worship. The divine directive to remember is a call to faithfulness. God has always been faithful. Should we be any different? Should we do any less? Remembering, memory, remembering is a call to service. Because memories are linked with actions. And at the same time, simply remembering is a call to hope. Hope in the Lord. Remember him. Remember his faithfulness. Remember what he has done for us. Remember what he has brought us from. Remember where he has brought us to. And remember where he is carrying us in the future. Folks, that is, a, that, that is just foundation for gratitude.